0: With Ashley Frasca Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
1: On 95.5 WSB You heard it Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff We cover a wide range of things here on and Growing Thanks for joining us for the last hour of the show On what is going to turn out to be a beautiful weekend A beautiful Saturday morning And I am so glad to have Greg Levine with me from Trees Atlanta The co-executive director, chief program officer And you definitely recognize him if you're from Atlanta And he was on the show with Walter Reeves for a number of years The Lawn and Garden Show But plants, flowers, trees, and stuff, Greg I think that pretty much, that can encompass Trees Atlanta Y'all aren't just trees, good morning
0: Good morning, thanks for having me
1: (laughs) Yeah, welcome to the show Like I apologize to you, it's been a year and a half We've, We've been on the air And this is, I'm just now finally... Getting around to having you on And I'm so glad Because you have so much to offer the listeners So I do want to throw that out Once Greg and I chat a little bit You're welcome to pick Greg's brain as well 404-872-0750 well, tell us What is going on with Trees Atlanta You guys stay so busy And your footprint Though people may not know it The footprint of Trees Atlanta Is visible visible almost everywhere throughout the city I'm so proud of the work you guys do
0: well, thank you. Yeah, we are we are doing a lot right now. We are actually just getting out of planting season, which um, is a great uh, great time. It's beautiful. It's kind of sad because we love planting so much. Uh, we, we are actually now in about 11 different cities uh, in the metro area, so we've really expanded beyond Atlanta. Although Atlanta is definitely our home of the organization and where we do the majority of our work, mm-hmm. but uh, some people may not realize that we're in a lot of the uh, cities that surround. Atlanta.
1: And now do you have anything to do with some of those municipalities maybe like Brookhaven or Shambly or Tucker? Do you have anything to do with them becoming you know certified by Tree City USA?
0: It have. I think um, we helped I believe we helped each point but you know that is through the Arbor Day Foundation. Okay. So we don't have to do very much but sometimes i will ask for some help and what we do help them do is to be uh, an Arbor Day City you have to plant trees so we help them With that component every single year And uh, I think Brookhaven Sandy Springs and uh, Chambly Doraville are all a few of those cities
1: That's fantastic yeah I mean We're known for our tree canopy anybody that's Ever flown over the City into or out of Hartsville Jackson International that's something we're so Proud of you know that we've we've Become such a sprawling, huge metropolitan city Yet there's so much green space And y'all have a lot to do with that So how long has Trees Atlanta been around?
0: This is our 36th year We started in 1985 Uh, Marsha Bansley was our first director A lot of people may know her Uh, And it's it's been a great organization to work with and work for But unfortunately it's because we're still needed As we do lose a lot of canopy um, In the Atlanta metro area It would be nice to be out of a job in a good way But uh, <laughs> we're still here Having to, to do a lot of planting and, and protecting
1: Now we talked about that a lot on the show uh, You know the best time to plant Trees is really Contrary to popular belief In the cooler months like in the winter And you know before spring really You're getting out there Planting new trees, giving them time to establish Without the stress of the summer heat So like you said, you guys are kind of winding down From planting season But um, tell us how folks you know, Pick you guys And you all get involved in tree plantings throughout the city Do you work with organizations that reach out to you Or do you guys set out a mission For the year of the areas you want to help
0: So we do a combination We do look at hot spots in the city um, Trying to figure out How we can get trees planted in the hottest obviously the places, obviously the help with that climate change issue and to also, in in, you know, unclean air, like along the highways and things like that. But a lot of the way we select locations are working with both neighborhoods and city leadership. And, of course, individuals will also recommend where they'd like us to plant. A lot of cities actually have contracts with us to plant with volunteers in different neighborhoods because they, they want it to be a community effort. Uh-huh.
1: Um,
0: also, if we're much, you know, a, 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 an opportunity for volunteers to help, but also at a budget that a lot of times smaller cities can afford.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Uh, so it's, it's a combination. A lot Everything from requests um, from, a, from a school to a city council person giving us a call and saying, I really would like to see more trees here.
1: Now do you guys do fundraisers or you thrive off of donations that are made? How does how does that operate?
0: Well that's almost as diverse as the cities we work in. Yeah, we do a little bit of everything. Uh, we have corporate we, we get corporate donations, we have foundations of course, and we have contracts with cities, we have individual memberships, and we do have fundraisers. So we have a all of it. Actually, we have a, a root ball next week. Unfortunately, <laughs> what a it's virtual, name. like this phone call. <laughs> oh, yes. it's a virtual. It's a virtual fundraiser called Root Ball, and we're doing that uh, next week.
1: Now, is it always this time of year that you host Root Ball?
0: Yeah, it's, it, and it's usually a really fun party. Last year we had to cancel it completely. Uh, this year we're more in the uh, making it work uh, for just a, a little safer. Uh, we were on the verge of having a a, a real event, but not a real event, I should say, but a, a real in-person event. Um, but they decided that we need to wait one more year.
1: Now, there's no reason why folks can't stay at home and get dressed up, in maybe their ball gowns or their nice Sunday dresses <laughs> and their suits, and still attend root ball. Tell them how to do it.
0: Yeah, they can, they can go to our website and actually, you can you can certainly donate, but it's actually free um, this year. You know, you can ju- you can learn more about the organization. Uh, be slightly entertained by uh, me and my co-director <laughs> embarrassing ourselves with pre, you know, with recorded uh, messaging. And um, there's actually a cooking component to it. There's an auction, um, and you can also donate. So just go to the website and you can sign up, um, and you can just learn a little bit more. It can be background, background uh, entertainment, or um, or you can. Pay your full attention to it, whichever you want
1: to do. You know, and and you have such a bubbly, outgoing personality, Greg, and I feel like I do too. And I do so much better in front of people in person because I've done a couple of those virtual things too. And it's like you're working that much harder to entertain people. You just feel like it's so flat because you're not getting any reaction at all. You know?
0: Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's really <laughs> I mean, hard. I, <laughs> but listen to a few friends and family. And I'm like, uh, you know, uh, if you want to. Why I never got into acting or newscasting This is the, the
1: reason why <laughs> You'll never know if they're throwing eggs or tomatoes At the computer screen, you'll just never know So at least that's good well, So oh. treesatlanta.org is a great website It is one that I have bookmarked When I sign onto the computer here in the studio Every Saturday morning, treesatlanta.org I've got it bookmarked So much good stuff there You can attend Rootball and find out more details there Follow them on Twitter as well, very Engaged in social media So a couple of things uh, in your newsletters that came out Which really piqued my interest Greg Levine with Trees Atlanta First of all, I wanted to talk to you about The City Nature Challenge Now that was something really cool And I I hate that I missed the boat I just saw it too late And it kind of wrapped up around the beginning of May But iNaturalist is an app Where folks can identify plants and animals And you all kind of Using that partnered with Fern Bank To get folks involved in the City Nature Challenge How did that come to fruition?
0: You know, we get approached by a lot of different uh, Ideas through our staff And it does relate to to our um, mission quite a bit We do, it's, our organization does more than plant trees As you said earlier We actually do restoration of forests We try to, uh, we do a lot of education programming Getting kids and adults to be more connected with nature. And, of course, we everyone loves the wildlife connection. And one of our biggest components of trees of Atlanta is to collaborate and partner. And we've been partnering with, with Fern Bank for almost a decade, or around a decade, maybe more. And um, there, it's more kind of down their line, and so they took the lead on it. So it it's just kind of one of those mini programs that we, we kind of take a periphery involvement in.
1: I love it. So what what the goal was that was set was to have 10,000 observations of nature across Atlanta's 11-county metro area. And like I said, I really wished I had helped promote this. So just short of 10,000, that's okay. 7200 observations came in and Greg you and I got these results from Eli over there at Fernbank. Thank you Eli. So the things people observed in Metro Atlanta, there were 488 different people that signed into iNaturalist and really reported what they were seeing. Uh 1,500 Total species, so that's the most Ever observed in three years of participating In this City Nature Challenge So people seeing 1,500 different things Um, Birds, like you said 83 different species Identified there Amphibians and reptiles, 37 And fungus, people noticing Fungus, that number was pretty high That's 89, so I'm proud of folks For actually using the app And becoming more educated, just snapping a photo Of what they're seeing, the app tells them what it is
0: yeah, I think it's really great. I think more than, obviously more than Trees Atlanta and and Fernbank got involved in this. And I think Audubon was also involved. And in getting as many, you know, uh, non-profit organizations to, just to remind people to get out there and just enjoy and, and learn about nature is, is a great thing.
1: Yeah, and, and what an but, app that is. iNaturalist is great. And people, this yeah. is from Eli too, rare and uncommon finds that people reported, at least for our area, nine banded armadillo. Pink lady slipper and a king snake. I don't know why that those would be so rare And uncommon but I guess just because not many were spotted So that's fantastic Well Greg I want to keep you on and talk about Public garden days and also The Atlanta Beltline Arboretum That is so exciting and if you're new to Atlanta or you don't know what the Beltline is Greg's going to fill you in And it's just that one extra Step of how engaging it is with the Arboretum we're going to talk about that and take Your calls too 404- 8720750 it's green and growing on WSB All right, here in Midtown Atlanta, now rising to 66 degrees We're going to top out in the mid-80s Mostly sunny skies today, tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday No rain in the forecast, says Brad Nitz from Channel 2 And a high of around 92 tomorrow Traffic, or or that, not traffic, that's not traffic That's a weather update, that's brought to you by Finley Roofing So I've got my guest, Greg Levine from Trees Atlanta And I want to talk to you about pruning in just a moment, Greg But I think Lisa and Alpharetta may have a, a question about pruning for us Good morning, Lisa
0: Good morning. Um, I have some cherry laurels that were a hit. They were about probably seven and a half feet tall, um, overgrown. And about three to four weeks ago, I severely pruned them down to about three and a half feet and um, fertilized them. And um, I'm a little alarmed that I'm not seeing anything at all in terms of new leaf uh, growing.
1: Okay. Greg, what are your thoughts there?
0: Well, I mean, the uh, so cherry laurels are really a tree. And this is, a, there's a dwarf variety. You may have gotten that one. I'm not sure if that's what you got. Um, I think they'll come back, you know, fine. Uh, but it's t- sometimes pretty rough to keep a tree that wants to be 35 feet to, to five feet. Um, so it's probably, it's probably just. Slow and coming back, but I think when we get some rains, they'll start to grow. But uh, you know, normally trees aren't. I mean, you can certainly hedge them. They don't. They're eventually not going to react well to that.
1: Yeah, um, almost like crepe myrtles too. Folks want to take large crepe myrtle trees down and almost make them shrub form, and unless you bought them that way, you can't really do that.
0: Yeah, you know that there is a dwarf version of cherry laurel, which maybe with uh, I think Lisa, what you purchased. I don't. Know, I don't know if that's the variety you got, but. Um, I don't think you're going to have a problem But I think when it comes to pruning, generally speaking You know, you don't want to remove more than uh, The maximum you would you would remove is 30% of the foliage mm-hmm. um, and, and, of course, topping trees is generally not a good thing to do
1: And let me ask you, Greg, too, to, to piggyback off Lisa, we have about a minute here um, Once you prune something, anything, you know a, a Hardwood or shrub or something like that Is it a good idea to fertilize right after pruning? Or should you give it a chance to kind of acclimate a little bit first and then fertilize. Is there a rule of thumb on that?
0: I know there's a rule of thumb, but I'm always I think anytime you put a plant in shock, it's it's better to let it to reestablish. That's whether you're replant even even when you replant something, I mean some people will say, Go ahead and put a little fertilizer in it. I believe that you should try to establish the plant, let it get established. Um, so yeah, cutting it and throwing fertilizer on it probably Not the ideal thing to do
1: Okay And Lisa If you applied a granular fertilizer You know Make sure to water that in And keep Keep those cherry laurels And everything watered right now With the dry spell We're going to have That'll certainly help them Perk back up Thank you so much for the call All right, Volunteer opportunities With Trees Atlanta I myself I'm going to take Take them up on the pruning classes And then going to volunteer And prune What all that means How you can get involved Greg's got some great ways for us to learn more, and oftentimes for free. That at Pike Nursery when we come back. Stay tuned. You're listening to 95.5 WSB. Oh, yeah,
2: the grass is green. Caterpillar to a butterfly.
0: It's green and growing with Ash. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
1: On 95.5 WSB Having a great time this hour of the show Into the last half hour now But talking with Greg Levine of Trees Atlanta He's been involved with them for a number of years And you heard him on the Lawn and Garden Show Co-executive director and chief program officer And Greg, I kind of teased ahead to uh, pruning classes And pruning basics That you guys offer and I'm all about You know continuing education And learning and folks getting That hands-on experience and a lot of times That requires volunteering So I'm going to be part of y'all's like virtual Pruning class you do pruning 101 and then kind of advance But that's necessary to help you guys Really volunteer in the best uh, Capacity you know for pruning Because how many trees have y'all planted throughout the city?
0: Uh, We planted Over a hundred in Forty-five thousand trees in yeah, the so, last <laughs> thirty-five years. That's a lot. That's so, a lot of pruning needs.
1: Exactly, exactly. So the more <laughs> of us that are there to help, um, you guys thrive off of volunteers. And tell folks how they can really become a part of that.
0: Yeah. So we have volunteer opportunities every single Saturday from three to five uh, volunteer projects all over Atlanta in the metro area. Um, anything from in the spring and summer to mulching and pruning or watering. And we also have forest restoration work as well. So we do all those things on Saturdays. But we actually have opportunity Tuesday through Friday often for um, just smaller groups. So if somebody really wants to help during the week, there's opportunity. And people should just go to the website and sign up as a volunteer. And we send out an email once a week.
1: And the emails are great. I got to commend you guys because that's how I found out about the pruning classes and really becoming certified and all that, which I definitely want to do. TreesAtlanta.org. And then you click get involved And there is a wonderful calendar And you know what Greg If y'all are looking for folks During the week I bet you There's going to be a handful of kids That are out of school For the summer here pretty soon How about mom and dad Bring them out I mean if they're Kind of flunking science Or whatever This is a great thing For them to do over the summer
0: Yeah there's, there's plenty of opportunities and, and kids should sign up as well We at, at, at 16 and up You don't even need your parent with you
1: Oh but nice uh,
0: Under 16 Your yeah, parent has to be there Okay Um so there, and there is tons of opportunity over this uh, over the summer, and we actually have a program and to divert. Um, they already signed up. We actually have a workforce program of, of youth that are 13 and up. It's called our Youth Tree Team, and they learn about managing the Beltline Arboretum and learning how to take care of trees and, you know, weeding native, uh, native meadows and things like that, and they actually get paid.
1: Oh. And we already have
0: our, a group of 36 uh, youth right now That are starting I think next week
1: That is fantastic So yeah guys Definitely go to TreesAtlanta.org And I'm glad you mentioned The Beltline Arboretum So to to kind of Tell folks An arboretum I've heard that term But what is it A yeah. botanical garden Focused on trees And those trees They're not just there For looks They're grown for research and education and display And Greg, like you said, I mean, they've got to be pruned They've got to be cared for um, But the Arboretum, you guys manage that along the Beltline And you're in a very great partnership with the Atlanta Beltline as well So during public garden days this past week Folks were able to explore the Beltline Arboretum And actually go learn more and see what's blooming But talk about what how proud you are of that project
0: Hey It's been a fantastic project We've been working on it since the, the beginning of the Beltline Over 15 years and there, you know the reason why we got involved is that we saw an opportunity to to make a, a great infrastructure project even better, and to put that kind of environmental component on it. Uh, and we did that through the arboretum, which we believe is the biggest, longest linear arboretum in the world, or at least the country. Nobody's proven us wrong yet. <laughs> and it, so it's a it's a great project because we you get a chance to see a lot of trees on it, different varieties and species. It's it's a free public garden, and also it, the, it could have been, a, you know, a turf project and great myrtles and daylilies. Instead, it's hundreds of different species, a meadows, um, wildflowers, restoration of forests, and it's all very publicly accessible. And it's a great way for people to get involved in the project, actually, and you know, something to do to be part. The Beltline was built to bring people together. Um, the arboretum is an opportunity for people to contribute to it um, in a public, you in, in a public garden, but also in an environmental restoration way. Yeah. And it's really wonderful from a wildlife, you know, opportunity because we're you're basically creating a, a 22 mile loop that is better for nature, um, better for wildlife. Everything from birds to to foxes, rabbits, whatever it might be, pollinators. It's a, a safe way to get around the city
1: Yeah, Atlanta is so far from being a concrete Jungle and having things like that So so glad that we do, and to be an arboretum Correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, but don't a lot Of the trees, they have to have markers And placards kind of telling folks what they are
0: Sure, they, they do And there's a, there's a few requirements for being um, An arboretum I think there's a five levels of accreditation Or three levels, I can't remember That the Morton Arboretum uh, manages So we are a certified arboretum um, And we we partner with a lot of different groups, like you said before, um, Beltline Inc. and Beltline Partnership, obviously, are major ones, but today we're going to be doing a volunteer project with Autobahn. They're putting a, uh, it's like a chimney tower for chimney swifts, mm-hmm. the birds that, you know, often live in chimneys, um, and we're doing the, the some native plantings around that um, on Ralph McGill, actually, and I'm going to be headed there shortly after we, we stop uh, conversing, so- and uh, again, it's, because we do more than plant trees uh, We we plant a lot of meadows And wildflowers as well
1: So many of you know Greg If you've never had a chance to meet him Go out and meet him today Get out there and volunteer And do it before it gets too hot today Well y'all have fun at Ball Again inviting folks to participate in that It's a fundraiser and donations accepted Just a fun thing to do virtual this year Go to treesatlanta.org for more Greg Levine my huge thanks Uh, For you being a part of the show today And we will definitely be having you back
0: Well great thank you And remember to to push those education classes We have a lot going so check out the website Even if you can't volunteer
1: I will definitely do that on the Green and Growing Facebook page if y'all look that up on Facebook I will share that and Teresa Lana And I have shared a lot of each other's things Greg thanks so much have a great Saturday
0: Thank you and thank you for having me, I look forward to talking to you next time Yes,
1: we'll definitely do it my friend I, I loved meeting Greg in studio over the years With uh, you know being a part of Walter's show and producing and uh, answering phones for him for so many years Greg is one of the most fun guests we had in the studio And unfortunately not in studio today But next time we will for sure So we've got more of your calls but up next Definitely want to take this time to talk to Pike Nursery I have been promoting their perennials, good for beginning gardeners Jackson Grimsley calling and checking in from the Roswell store Good morning
2: Morning Ashley, how are you?
1: Good, now we've had some great calls today Folks calling about their perennial flowers And kind of give folks an idea, what is a perennial flower and why do they want one?
2: So a perennial is basically just something that's going to come back Year after year um, So, you know, it's not like an annual It's not something you're going to have to change out From season to season
1: Gives you the biggest bang for your buck You plant it once You take care of it and treat it right And it will kind of reward you with flowers every year So as we're walking through the nursery What are some of the perennials that we're seeing right now That Pike has in stock?
2: Oh, so there there are tons of perennials That's one of my favorite things about it. There's so much to choose from Um one of the most popular is definitely echinacea um also known as coneflower um very low maintenance you get a really really dramatic bloom out of them every every summer they love really hot sun uh they're deer resistant uh they come in a wide variety of colors too red pink purple yellow uh day lilies are also extremely popular um they're really really great for cut flowers cuz they have basically they'll have a single bloom on a re- on a really long stem Uh, so they do really well with cut flowers and again you get four to five weeks of blooming out of them which is fantastic Uh, and then one of my personal favorites is lantana because you really can't ask for a more low maintenance uh low maintenance perennial they're fantastic Uh, once they're established they don't require a lot of water Um, they don't require a lot of trimming or anything so they're excellent again they're very deer resistant which is great in atlanta with the (laughs) deer population that we have um, now, there are annual varieties of Lantana, so you want to make sure that you get either the Chapel Hill, Miss Huff, or Marianne varieties, because uh, those are the ones that are going to come back year to year. Um, you know, so for, for sun-loving perennials, those are some of your best options. Uh, now, if you have a very shady yard like I do, uh, hostas are a classic perennial that you see all over the landscape around mm-hmm. the city. Uh, shade-loving, get Really pretty foliage color, and then you also get a nice bloom out of them during the summer. Um, and they come in a huge variety of, of size and, and leaf shape and color. Um, so there's there's tons to choose
1: from. Hostas um, are fun because you really can, even though it's it's all the same plant, you can really have a very different looking garden depending on if you get the variegated, you know, green leaves, or some of the leaves are a little more white. Or just that solid deep green leaf It almost looks like you know different plants In the landscape but they're all hostas And like you said they love the shade So really if there's some place up against the house Or under the deck that you've just been Beating your head against a wall not knowing what to plant uh, Hostas are great Now the deer do like those though Now I will say they they go in In cycles where like one (laughs) year The deer will eat mine and then the next Two or three years they leave them alone But once they shear it or the bunnies shear it The leaves are probably done for that year But they'll come back It's not a fatal flaw to the plant They always come back despite the deer, right?
2: Absolutely they do And (laughs) again, another thing I love about Haases Is is you can really play with the texture too Because again with the leaf shape It can vary so much The curly fries variety has a (laughs) leaf That's only about an inch wide Where the blue angel has you know, a leaf that's six to seven inches wide So you can really play with the textures in your landscape
1: I want to I want come in and see the curly fries I've not heard of that one, that's awesome
2: Yeah, it's, it's a fun one for sure And then uh, euchra would be probably my other favorite shade, perennial Because uh, it's basically evergreen uh, The foliage stays up pretty much year-round And again, you get absolutely beautiful foliage color out of it um, uh, one of my favorites is the obsidian Variety it's a very very Dark purple um, And it just looks so beautiful in the landscape Especially if you combine it um, With a you know like a lime green Or a chartreuse color the, the contrast Is just gorgeous
1: and those are also known as Coral bells right yes absolutely. Heuchera. Okay yeah uh, he- And I know Coleus is, Coleus is an annual But they remind me of one another In that you don't need a flower because the leaves Are all different colors that they Kind of stand alone
2: Absolutely, they're, just, they're so vibrant And there's such a wide variety of colors That they just stand out so well in the landscape
1: Okay. And this last one uh, For more shade loving areas Ajuga I often get this question asked of me Jackson, people think it's a weed And Ajuga is a great ground cover Not so much a weed But a little goes a long way, right?
2: absolutely it spreads really prolifically i've got like, actually again i've got a very shade shady yard so i've got a good bit of ajuga in my landscape um, i actually have the chocolate chip variety uh, which you know each individual plant can get up to two to three feet wide eventually wow. as they continue to spread and you know it's really pretty dark foliage and then you do get a uh, a nice little kind of blue bloom on them uh, and they're, they're absolutely beautiful again great ground cover they can take foot traffic really well, um, so you know if you have an area that's shady and you know there's people walking through or dogs or anything, it's a great option for that.
1: Yeah, and they get little purple flowers which are so pretty. So if you're hungry, go to Pike Nursery. We got chocolate chip ajuga, we got <laughs> curly fry hostas, um, some <laughs> great names, and a lot of really really great choices for perennials. Jackson, so um, tell us if we're you know still not shopping at the nursery and we're just gonna be lazy today and go. Online we can still order plants from you guys That way
2: absolutely so yeah, Our online ordering is, is still open uh, You can go on there And basically you just select your store um, And then there will be a list Of things to choose from and then that Generates an order gets sent to the store And someone will call you and we'll Get everything pulled together for you
1: So easy but if you want to take the time of course Go to the nurseries today com to find out where the locations Are Jackson I always appreciate You good stuff today man
2: Well, thanks. I love
1: being on. All right. We'll talk to you very soon. Have a good Saturday. You too. All right. Thanks, Jackson. Jackson Grimsley from the Roswell location at Pike Nursery. I still need to come by and meet you, Jackson, because that location is not far from me. Town Lake's number one, Roswell's number two. Maybe today will be the day. All right, coming up on eight fifty, my thanks to Jackson for joining us and Greg Levine of Trees Atlanta coming back. We'll have just enough time to give you the top three things to do in the landscape this weekend. You're listening to WSB. Microphone on, microphone off That is key to doing this job All right, just a couple of minutes left Thank you all for listening and for checking in And for the great calls I'm sorry I didn't have a chance to get to all of them Jim and Riverdale, man, you made my screener DeMarco laugh So I want you to call back next week You've got a black thumb, which we had to Look that up And see what that No I'm just joking um, But planted potatoes I want to hear more About that Jim So please call me Next Saturday I'll remember uh, Finley Roofing Sponsors the weather Update right now I have around 86 today Mostly sunny today And tomorrow Highs finally hitting Those 90s tomorrow And we're in the 90s For the entire week So visit the Facebook page Green and Growing WSB Tomorrow I'm going to give you All those great watering tips That I gave you Earlier in the show
0: Green, Green and Growing Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend
1: The fastest 40 seconds on the radio Number one, plant long-blooming perennials Like daylilies, coneflowers, shasta daisies, and lantana We just talked to Jackson from Pike Nursery About all of those great perennials there in the nursery now Number two, fertilize roses and azaleas now That'll encourage a second bloom And keep on that fertilization schedule through June Number three, move houseplants outside But don't put them in direct sunlight just put those containers in an area that receives partial shade thank you to all of you and DeMarco and Justin for being here with me today and uh, to find out more about Trees Atlanta I invite you to go to Green and Growing WSB on Facebook visit the Facebook page and I'll keep you up to date with some great volunteer opportunities and educational opportunities through them have a good Saturday I'll be right back here at 3 p.m. tomorrow if you're listening have a good weekend